Hi, and welcome to Health, Wealth and the Pursuit of Happiness, a podcast that will empower you to live a more inspired life and find real freedom. Each episode, Mark Dale Mazer and Aries Jimenez discuss best life practices, covering topics ranging from health and well-being, to true wealth and our relationship to money, to understanding what real freedom and happiness really is. They provide tools and a system for helping you live a balanced, authentic life in complete harmony with your mind, body and soul. Welcome, everybody. I am one of your two co-hosts, Mark Dale-Mazer. And I'm the other co-host, Aries Jimenez. And today's topic is inspiration. And before we really get into this topic of inspiration, Aries, I know you've done a little digging mm-hmm. and have come up with uh, some traditional and actually some non-traditional definitions of the word inspiration or inspired. So Webster's definition of inspire, which is a root word for inspiration, is to influence, move, or guide by divine or supernatural inspiration. In Latin, it comes from the root word inspirare, which is two words, which is in, and then sparare is to breathe. So it's to breathe upon, to breathe into, and the interesting thing to me was it referenced and it said to see the word spirit. Yes. Right. And we've had a conversation about that. And you and I are in agreement that inspired living is truly one living within their spirit or being guided by their spirit. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. And then I'll tee up kind of the key takeaways that we want our audience to get from. Yeah. From today. Perfect. Perfect. So a couple of comments on that that I think is very important to note for our listening audience, because inspiration means a lot of things to a lot of people. And I think we use the term interchangeably. Sometimes we use it to describe an event that we saw. Here's an example as a 12 or 13 year old sitting watching a White Sox game, and I can watch and see, which I remember very vividly, Richie Allen hit a 450 foot home run on a line to center field, hit the scoreboard while it was still rising. And as a 12 or 13 year old, dude, I got pretty darn inspired by that. I was gonna be a major league baseball player. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not the inspiration we're talking about. We're really talking about an inspiration that goes beyond sort of our our human, our ego side. It's really the essence of where life is, which is in the spiritual side, the godlike part of each of us. Mm -hmm. And I think what's really important in the topic of the art of planning and how we help people live inspired lives is to understand a couple things. One is, you could assume, make the assumption, for example, that you are a human being with a spirit. But we tend to think a little bit differently, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. We tend to think that we are actually spiritual beings in a human body. So if you start with the essence of who we are as a spiritual being, it would seem that the highest calling, the greatest work you can do in the world, the greatest way of living in the world It's from the spiritual side. And that's what I love about this definition of inspiration in bringing in the spirit. 
And so the takeaways that we like for all of you to to get from our conversation today is one, we want to explore why living an inspired life is important. We also want to look into and help you understand how an inspired life comes about. Mm-hmm. Because like you mentioned, if you believe that we are all spiritual beings, every single one of us is unique. And so to be inspired, we're, we're all inspired by different things. So we're going to dig into that a little bit. And then finally, we want to provide all of you a way to help you live an inspired life and what that might look like. So before we get into exploring why an inspired life is important, I think this is a great opportunity for us to share maybe moments in our lives where we are inspired and inspired in a deeper way, mm-hmm. right? Not 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 that example that that you mentioned Mark with the home run, but can you share an example, maybe one or two examples in your own lives how you were inspired based off of the definition that we just gave? Sure. Audience? Sure, be happy to and and I think it is relevant. I may and I will because I feel so inclined to sort of rewind my life a bit because I think that all of us, I think in our deepest recesses of who we are, we're both designed and I think called to live an inspired life. But it is not necessarily easy for everyone to get there. So I think the most important work that we do with people is help sort of discover that for themselves. And the way I got to the point in my life where I knew what my sort of inspirational living map looked like, one, took a very long time. And two, it came sort of in a somewhat of an unexpected way. So very briefly, in my early years, I considered myself probably having a typical childhood. I was in a family with two other siblings and until really my high school years when my parents divorced, it felt pretty normal. The divorce of my high school years was tough. And I can recall coming out of that, not knowing exactly where to go in my life. And that is not unique. For you, you mean? I don't think it's unique for people to come out of high school not knowing exactly where to go in life, what they wanted to be, what they wanted to, how they wanted to live, any of those kind of decisions. I had very little vision. The only vision I really had was I knew that I wanted to to find a mate, you know, get married, start a family, and make a good living. That was really all I had set out to do. And I would say I had a really good career. I was talented in design and so I made a career out of that in marketing and communications but oddly as I went into my early 40s I started feeling rather unfulfilled and not very jazzed about the work I was like bored a bit and I kind of wasn't sure where to go with that as I look back I think this is the beginning of the seeds of something better and something that I would say is more inspired But I had no idea how to deal with it, and I didn't know where to go with it. And so I just sort of shifted gears. I did the only logical thing, which is I made a change. And the change was is I merged my company in with another guy's company, and we just went forward in the world in this business. 
still me with the itch and the kind of wondering, is there not more here? And I bounced around. The merger went great, but we ended up selling our company and one thing led to another and I ended up becoming really a consultant. I worked with a couple startups, uh, did all kinds of different things. Year after year after year, still not quite where I felt I needed to be. And then came along a book. The book. The first of three books, actually. It was a book called Conscious Evolution by Barbara Max Hubbard. And she talked about how the world needed a sort of evolved consciousness. This was the first message of any I had heard or read that I actually felt a very deep resonating with. How'd you come across the book? I don't even remember, to be honest with you. Okay. No. I'm sure it was in a bookstore. It probably caught my eye because typically I'd walk through a bookstore. I'd look topically. I was probably in the metaphysical area or some new age or religion area. Mm -hmm. And um, spiritual, which was definitely, I've always been drawn to that. So no great shock. So you had a natural interest in that. Okay. Always had a very natural interest in that, which I'm sure at some latter episode or season in this podcast, I'll get a little bit deeper into. But I saw the book, I picked it up, and I was really enamored with this concept of an evolving consciousness. And shortly after that, I came upon Ken Wilber's book, A Theory of Everything. But I believe this was the seed that really started the germination and the growth towards something more inspiring. In Wilbur's book, which I thought also was fascinating, is he used a graphic and showed this spiraling consciousness. And each spiral had a different color association with it. And the point he was making was, is that we as a human species starting off in Neanderthal or whatever basic form of humanity you want to define it as, had a specific low level of consciousness. But Fast forwarding to today, he sees on the spiral that clearly we are evolving and that ultimately we will evolve to this even higher level, however he would describe it. But the thing that caught my attention more than anything else was my own somewhat spiraling level of consciousness Okay, and my feeling this need and calling to be sort of drawn up, for lack of a better term. And this again was the beginning and I didn't know where to go with it. I didn't know where to take it, but I felt like If I could do that, I will be doing a great thing for myself and the planet. Meaning growing, growing in that area. Meaning this evolved consciousness thing, whatever that meant. Okay. And I really, again, didn't quite know what it meant. I mean, even after reading the books, I'm, you know, it was was a pretty heady, lofty kind of concept for me at the time. And still to some degree still is. But the point is, is that I did move forward and continue to think about this and continue to sort of weigh in on it and what it meant for me still had no answer and direction. But I could tell a change was sort of coming and as time evolved, and I would say this is a span of about 10 years, maybe 15 years since I read the book, and getting to the point now where I was now convinced that the line of work that I'd been doing was clearly at its end. And I began taking small steps and action steps that didn't know where they were leading, but I knew I could not stay where I was, so I had to move forward in some direction. Okay. And then the the third book, which is really, I would say, the tipping point, was Wayne Dyer's Power of Intention. And he described intention as being this river of energy and force out there in the universe. And that when you felt that you had an intention 
not just like a strong will to do something, but that emanated from deep within, for me it was otherworldly because that that's exactly how I felt. I'm intending to make a change in terms of who I was, who I was being in the world, what I was doing in the world, um, how I was affecting people's lives in the world was going to be different than the way I was doing was doing it before. That is what I knew. Okay. And so I put that intention out there. And once I made that commitment to change, even though I had no idea what I was changing to, um, the forces of the universe just started unfolding. And I ended up re- resigning from the firm that I was with, knowing I was going to something, and that something was finally starting to emerge for me when I discovered the Kinder Institute's registered life planning certification. At this point for you, Mark, would you say that you're inspired? I would say at this point, I felt an inspirational pull forward of spirit, unlike all the other sort of inspirational moments I had had, which were more just kind of getting excited and somewhat motivated and, you know, maybe leading to some dream or fantasy or something along those lines. Because I would say, based off of our definition, yeah, you were inspired. You were inspired and you are actually inspired to make changes, right? So you're taking these I think from that perspective, steps, absolutely. These steps. You, absolutely. At that point, you weren't maybe quite too sure where it was leading you, but yes. it was leading you to kind of that next right step. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so with that, I moved forward with the Kinder Institute, not exactly knowing where it was going to be. I didn't necessarily, I mean, I thought it would be really cool to be a life planner because not to be a life planner, but George's message really resonated with me, which was right around inspiration and that the whole essence of the work of life planning is to help people live inspired lives. And so the deeper I got into the program, and the further I got into the program, the more inspired I got. Mm-hmm. And truly, by the end of the program, I was somewhat transformed. I now had the beginning vision of what to be in the world. And it was this semblance of life planning, but I wasn't quite sure what shape that would take. Because like anything, when we go out into the world, we got to bring it are the way we are mm-hmm. and how we're being led and how we're being called. So, you know, with George, I got this great basic training and I got plugged into a great community that is doing all kinds of great things in, in this work, but everyone bringing their own type of game to the table. Right. And I needed to find out what my game was going to be. But again, really for the first time in my life, I went forward truly inspired with this idea of a comprehensive type of almost life planning and life management for people. So based off of what you just shared with us right now, taking a step back, if you were to answer this question, like why, like what was the importance of all of that? Everything that you just explained, you know, why was that important? Because again, going back to exploring why living an inspired life is important, like you obviously gone through it. I would say right now you are you're living an inspired life. You're taking these steps. Why would you say that? That I mean, what did you take from that? Why why is that such an important thing? 
It's a huge you. important thing because I make certain assumptions in life. Not always have these particular assumptions, but I do now. We talked about that the essence of who we are on planet Earth are actually, actually spiritual beings in a human body. That being the case, I believe we are all here for a purpose. And I think for us to live our best life, it needs to be in line with our purpose, whatever that is. Right. And that's different for everybody. And it doesn't matter what it is. But if you can find it, and if you could live into it, and then live, living, live it out, okay, I think you are at the top of the pyramid, so to speak, in terms of a more evolved consciousness. Consciousness meaning you are now more in tune with who you are, and I am now more in tune with who I am in my relationship to the world. Right. I think those two things make for true happiness in life right. and fulfillment, and that's why it's so important. Because if I had to measure, if I had to measure my level of satisfaction in life now, with what it was, let's say, three or four years ago, it's uncomparable. It's uncomparable. I don't even know how to describe it. Right. Yeah. It's it's amazing. So that's why. Thinking about your story and what you shared, one of the things that comes to mind for me is you, you were you started off explaining kind of a moment in your life where you were. I don't know if it's unhappy, felt like unfulfilled, felt like you were missing something. So I would, we would call that maybe you're a point in your, in your life where you were uninspired. Yes. And then not living by spirit. Correct. Spirit. And then, you know, the goal is to get to a place where you are inspired and the, the steps that you took really was, you're exploring things that you're naturally interested in and learning, yeah. getting knowledge, reading yeah. these books. And through that, you're, you know, you're exposing yourself to other ideas and, mm-hmm. and ways of thinking. And that ultimately led you and inspired you to make some changes in your life, right? Where maybe you might not have known like where ultimately it was going to go, but you just knew that a change needed to happen. Yeah. Right. Whether it was exactly. merging your company, mm-hmm. I mean, little things like that. Right. Yeah. And then you got to this point where you definitely are inspired, and you're you're continuing to take steps and continuing to be inspired and just living out. Yeah. Your life. Right. right. Absolutely. Because it's, it's it's pretty interesting. Because for me, you know, as as it relates to my life, I would say that that really that really is the like the different steps cuz i would say i was i was definitely at a place in my life that that i remember where i was kind of dissatisfied or questioning kind of what i was doing i was kind of unhappy you know that that part of my life essentially what i what what was happening was you know so i had graduated from from college I got right into the mortgage in- industry. Like for me, I was naturally just interested in learning about money and and how to build wealth. I read an, a number of different books, right? And I was inspired or motivated in the way of I wanted to take steps to kind of, you know, make make some moves, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was centered around, you know, for me at the time, like say buying real estate, right? Because a lot of people from what I was learning, I was reading books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, 
which most most people probably have heard of. And he just talks about building wealth through through real estate. And so I wanted to learn about that. You know, that's why I got into mortgages and I I got my real estate license and was doing that. And the timing of it couldn't have been, I would say, worse, right? Because <laughs> one, at the time, anybody doing real estate or mortgages was was making money because this was back in 2005, right? Like this is right when the real estate market was booming. Yep. And I found myself purchasing a property that I that I bought that ultimately I was going to live in it for a short period of time and I wanted to either turn it into a rental or I wanted mm-hmm. to sell it after a couple of years like everybody else was doing and making making a lot of money, right? And I caught myself purchasing this property at the very peak of the market, just kind of being naive and not not knowing with with markets. I mean, things go up and they go down too, right? And so I had this fear of being priced out. And so I got into this mark into this property with with some family members we went in and on together. And ultimately what happened was, you know, the the real estate market crashed. I was doing real estate. I mean, I wasn't making any income. It was a really tough time in my life because I struggled with potentially letting this this property go into foreclosure and a lot mm. of people were going through difficult times financially, right? I I wasn't alone. I mean, there was a there's a number, I mean, so many people that were going through that but I was going through it myself and um, ultimately let let the property go. But through that period, you know, I was I was kind of doing some self-reflection and I was just asking myself, like, how did I get into this situation? Like, I believe in myself in, in the sense that I try to do the right thing. But how did I find myself making this mistake? And, you know, asking myself some of those questions. One, I felt like my spirit was telling me that I was definitely a part of it was greed. I was focused on money, right? I was, I wanted to make money. I got caught up in the hype of everything. And another thing too, that I realized at that time was that I felt very distant from God at that time. So, you know, we talk about kind of your, your relationship um, in your spiritual journey at that time. I felt like I was far away from that. And so that caused me to start working on my relationship with God, right? So I started going back to church and started taking taking these steps and growing spiritually, right? And it was it it really was through that from all the different things that I was learning to I got involved in in a ministry at our church that was about finances and kind of what the Bible had to say about how to handle your money. And your 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 finances and your possessions in a biblical way, so I I went and I I took that and and just the for me it was life changing because it allowed me to get back on track and I felt more and more in tune with my spirit and I started making these these changes in my life and a lot of them as it relates to my spiritual life and because of that I would say now I'm at a point where. I definitely do feel like I'm inspired. And that's one of the reasons why you and I, our paths have crossed. I think one of the things about the work that we want to be doing for and with people is we want to help them live inspired lives. But a lot of that is because I think it's important for you and me, for us to live inspired lives ourselves. Because you can't really help somebody do that if you're not doing that yourself, right? Totally. And so, you know, I think that's a, I think that's a common I don't, I don't want to say theme, but going from steps, 
getting to a point where you are uninspired, you know something needs to change, you're quite not happy or fulfilled in life, to um, making some changes and then getting getting from that point, point A, to point B, which is finding your, your inspiration, whatever that, wherever that might be, whatever that might be. So, and with that, for me, I would say it was also important for me because I just feel like I, I have a better understanding of kind of myself and the world and the purpose that I have and just living that out and the type of work that I want to do and like who I am, right? So I think those are very similar things that happen to the both of us, but in very different ways. Yeah. And I imagine many people <laughs> as they're really on the path of self-discovery, probably no two quite alike, but a lot of similarities. Did you have any tools along the way? Did you have any experiences or other things that sort of brought a certain level of direction or inspiration to you besides just the the experience that you were going through career-wise and, and sort of feeling a little bit disconnected from spirit? Yeah, absolutely. I think some of the things for me to start reconnecting and living, you know, through my spirit. Yeah. You know, some of the things that I did is was was one, I just started going back to church. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going to church and listening to the messages and seeing how that message, how um, how that was speaking to me yeah. and how that was pulling, whether it was pulling on my heart or telling me, like, I felt like internally, like, I felt like the message was speaking to me a, a specific way and, and I knew exactly what I needed to do. I mean, that would be an example. Um, I took steps. You know, you had mentioned the importance or for you being plugged into a community. Yeah. So I got involved in a growth group mm-hmm. at my church, other people that were looking to grow spiritually as well. I think those those are some things. You know, for me it's prayer. You know, for other people it might be like meditation. I know you're really big on meditation and I'm just starting to really tap into that. I think those are some things to like reading books, like in our growth group I was part of a couple's growth group with me and my wife, and then I'm also part of a men's group too. But the different books and the studies that we did, I think, you know, just just reading reading through them and and the I you know the the different things that we were learning and how that was a how I could apply those to my life or how it was speaking to me. I yeah. think that's yeah, you know, that those were other ways too. Yeah, yeah, cool. Certainly, many are the paths, and you talked about meditation. And I'd be remiss if I didn't share the significance that has had in my life in so much as quieting the mind and giving me an opportunity to actually listen to my inner being and to be much more aware of where my mind is going, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling has made a huge difference and an impact in following my heart and my spirit. Because much of that was blocked out with the noise, the noise of how I was living, the noise of sort of an egocentric life. And the meditation does wonders for getting one kind of in tune with the spiritual side. Right. So what I want to do now is jump into and and helping people understand kind of how an inspired life comes about. Yeah, yeah great so idea. I think we touched a little bit on that which is, you know, some of the steps and, you know, we shared a little bit about our stories. But one of the things that really jumps out to me is, you know, how it comes about 
really is change, mm-hmm. right? Like we can't, you know, for both of our stories, one of the one of the things that really jumps out at me as well is is the fact that we knew something needed to change, and we just went about taking small steps to make that change happen, whatever that might be. Yeah. So maybe let's let's talk about that a little bit, kind of the change, and you know, you had mentioned some of the. I guess some some of the challenges you, you brought up, distractions, right? Like how do those things kind of play into and prevent us from from change or living an inspired life? Yeah, there's there's a lot to the mechanics, I think, as we work through the process. And I think we're all probably brought to a certain precipice where we're really challenged to to move in a different direction or to take some action in some way. But we often don't because of fear, fear of change, liking sort of where we are. On some levels, when we do hit sort of that wall of dissatisfaction, there's a real blessing in that. Because if we were really super satisfied, why do you why change? Right. Right? So there, there's, there's clearly a need and a reason for that kind of contrast in our lives. And I think it's important to note that it may be happening for a reason. This goes back to sort of an awareness where you are curious and constantly questioning things. So I think a part of that process is for anybody that might be feeling any level of dissatisfaction, any level of sort of maybe feeling like there, there's certain meaning lacking, there's certain interest lacking, um, there's a reason for that. That may be a sign for you to go inward and to quiet all of the distractions in your life to see what is this about for me? And then begin to think about moving, some level of motion. You know, we talked about like key words associated with inspiration, change, growth, and risk-taking. you got to take a risk. You have this to. This is the other thing. Yeah. People have an aversion to risk. I don't know if it was Elon Musk that I heard this through, and maybe his audio book on his, you know, building out Tesla and the like, but, or maybe it was a Tim Ferriss podcast. I can't recall. But I remember someone sort of, bringing forth this concept that when the the desire to make something do something be something is stronger than your fear about doing it then you take the action and i think this is where the inspiration comes in right because you need something energetically to move you forward you got to have the inspiration from spirit Okay, because if it's just nothing but a mental construct, you can talk yourself out of anything. Right. You could be fearful about anything, but when it reaches a point where the thing you're called to is the greatest force going on in your life, you're gonna you're gonna break through the wall of fear. You just know you that just, you, you have cannot to, not do this. Thing. Yeah. You just know you have to do right. it. Right. And I think that's where everybody hopefully will have the courage, and it does take courage to find your way there mm-hmm. and find your way towards it. I think, you know, going back to understanding how an inspired life comes about, you know, one of the words that you mentioned, and I want to talk about it a little bit, is awareness, right? Is is knowing that we do have an inner being and that inner being is talking to us. Sometimes you just not might not be in tune and really listening, right? And that there could be a lot going on in your life or how you're living or 
distractions yeah, that prevent yeah. you from truly hearing and listening what your inner being is telling you what you need to do or yeah. what right because i you know i'm a big believer that most people they really know what they need to do right like you know you go from we don't need to hear from somebody else as to what we need to be doing with typically our own not. lives if you just typically not if you just if we all just took time to step away from all the distractions all the entertainment, TV, the technology in our cell phones to other people talking in our ears as to what what their opinion is and their advice on what we need to be doing, all those different things. If you could carve out the time and really just be alone, right? Whether have some quiet time, whether it's going out and being in nature, sure. taking going for a walk and Huge. just thinking, right? If you provide yourself with those opportunities, I think naturally you'll you'll become aware of what your inner being is how it's speaking to you. I think so too. And what steps you need to yeah. take. We don't need to go to a psychic. We are our own psychics. Yeah. <laughs> right. The answers are truly within us. We just have to get to the point where we can hear what's going on there. Yeah. And that takes time. And it takes a little pain. It's going to be struggle. It's not easy necessarily. Mm-hmm. Again, when you get a little bit of that glimpse, a little bit of that feeling of what it needs to be for you, you need to really seize it and don't let it go. Don't let it sort of die off would be my exhortation. I think one of the one of the important things, too, is that each and every single one of us, if you want. You have to want to live an inspired life and that. You know, we talk about it being a process and it takes time because you'd mentioned that you know with inspired living there's there's change there's growth and there's risk taking right and I think naturally with that there's there's a certain level of fear and the process that it takes for us to build and be inspired to the point where we're gonna make we're gonna take these steps and we're gonna make these changes even with the fear we're, we have that courage to do that. It takes time. It's not something that happens overnight. And so for, for some people, you might be in that situation where you're you're inspired, but there's fear there, and then you're not taking action. What you need to do is you need to tap into what and really think about and be aware of what are those things that are inspiring you and just do more of that. Continue yes. to build on that to the point where you're so inspired that even with the fear there, you're just going to go out and, and do it. Exactly. Exactly. So we talked about trying to provide a pathway to help people move forward on living an inspired life. And so hopefully some of these things that we've shared from our stories and some of these ideas are helping some people right now. Um, but there's a couple more things I'd like to share on that note. And that is... You know, we talked about how an unexamined life is not worth living. The reason that's a great quote, because I think that as we continue to progress through life, we talked about being curious. We talked about questioning things. We need to talk about not settling. We need to talk about being okay with the pain, being okay with the struggle. Um, One of the great things about meditation is Actually, one of the greatest lessons in the life planning community 
when you're sitting with someone and they're going through a very painful emotional period is to not run from that as the listener, but rather really hang in there tough with the pain of that person. The person may be crying. They may be really struggling, but you're not looking to escape from that, run from that, save the person from that. You're simply being in it. And there's a lesson in that even for ourselves. Wonderful for the individual, the client, or the friend, or the family member that you're just sitting there and holding your ground while they're sort of arcing through this emotion. But when you learn to do that for others and you can start learning to do that for yourself, it can lead to some great things. Because when you come out of that pain and struggle, you can begin courageously exploring the answers. Right. Because um, you're learning to sort of sit with the pain. And and behind that pain might be some answers that you just won't look at because it's too painful. Right. <laughs> but they may be the right answers mm-hmm. and the right answers for you. So questioning this and again, turning off all those outside noises and distractions. And you talked about going where the inspirational things are for you. I think the reason behind that is is that our feelings are our barometer. And if we're getting really positive feedback about something we're hearing or something we're doing, then we know that there's something right about that. Right. And again, that may simply be another step in the pathway to getting to the ultimate sort of starting point for you. But nevertheless, you need to heed it (laughs) Mm -hmm. and follow it. It's really the only way to go to really live the authentic life is just following and expressing who you really are. I think part of the way of of doing it too, or or I guess a a next right step for for some of you might be, and I, I know it's for me too, all of us, is just reflecting back on your life and what were some of those moments where you did feel inspired? Yeah. You know, what was it? Was it a book? You had shared that for you, it was a couple books. I know for me, there was a book that I read called The Resolution that that I got a lot of inspiration from. Was it a movie? One of the movies for me that was very inspirational was the movie Braveheart. Mm-hmm. You know, was it a was it a person's story? Was it a song? Right. Yeah. And if so, whatever it what whatever it was, was it a place? Really think back to that that thing, and just ask yourself, what was it about that that caused you to be inspired? Like for the for the song, like was it was it the lyrics? What was it about the lyrics? What story were they telling? You know, for me, like with the movie Braveheart, I you know the big thing for me was just William Wallace's leadership and just how he went about and he lived his life, and you know he was willing to die for what he believed in. Right? Mm-hmm. What is that for for you as you think back to some of those things, and maybe write them down? Yes. And those are some core underlying. Th- things that you should continue to explore for me it might be leadership going back to braveheart i I think it definitely is leadership is one of the themes for me like looking back at at the movie as well as the book that i referenced that's that's one of the things that just really tugs at my heart like Mm -hmm. i want to be i'm inspired to be a better leader for my wife my kids 
you know, um, my community, whatever mm-hmm. that might be. Yeah. What is it for you? Yeah. I mean, Mark, can you can you speak to that and maybe share maybe some outside of those books, maybe other things that that you could think about that inspired you in the past? And, you know, what are what would you say are your underlying themes? Well, or maybe one of them. At I, least. Yeah, I you know, for me, this path started later in life, at least the part of the path that had me questioning and really searching for something greater than what I was doing and how I was living. And certainly along the way from that point forward, there were many other minor experiences. I say minor simply because they simply sort of added fuel to the fire. The big thing for me is the word change, and the big thing is really change agent. Now, even when I was doing my less inspiring work, one of my claims to fame in my marketing consulting side of my career was that if people considered me like a catalyst for change, I'd go into an organization and I would sort of analyze where the company was at culturally, where was their vision, and where were their people lining up with both of those things? Where did, where, where did the people fall? Organizations are a collective consciousness of individuals. They, be, they begin to behave, they work as an organization based on that collective consciousness. Some of it's unconscious, some of it is conscious. But either way, it's this group thing. So I always try to like, you get in there and realign and help sort of move things to a higher level. And so, you know, my theme is really doing that now for individuals in terms of them finding the essence mm-hmm. of who they are Got it. and what that purpose is for them. And the most exciting thing about our work is we start there. But then we don't end there because then we begin to build a best practices in life around them, supporting mind, body, soul, and an underpinning of resources that help them really live out that most inspired, purposeful life with as much dynamic and energy and and resources behind them to really do it well mm-hmm. and to do it as well as they possibly can. It's, it's, a real, it's a real systematic sort of thing. So when I think about sort of themes for me, it is sort of this change agent mm-hmm. for people, starting the process and helping hopefully support the process throughout their entire life. Right. But I loved your idea of a starting point where we look back, we see what were these things, we list those things, or we write about those things, we journal about those things, because ultimately once you start digging in you want to then at some point take a step back and look at the body of work that you've done and experienced and begin connecting the dots what do all these experiences actually have in common Mm -hmm. what it really resonates with you about them where you can begin to shape that into something will the sum of all of those experiences that you walked away from with an idea of how that meant something to you does that form a story for you Right. Or a particular picture. What do they have in common? And so another thing that people can do is they can look at all that and say, can I label that with something? Is that a title of something? How would I describe it? Because mm-hmm. maybe that whole thing could be something you can do in life's work. Maybe you can add it to the existing work that you're doing. Maybe it can actually turn into a business. Or maybe it can turn into a program. 
or maybe it can turn into some process or project or project or system or something that you can bring to the world. Right. And that would be a great starting point. So as, as we wrap up the podcast, one of the things that we want to leave all of you and, you know, I guess next right steps, some action steps that we could all take is one, take some time this week to take a step back and just be by yourself, be by yourself and do some self-reflecting. Just think about just think about your life. Be appreciative of the things that you're appreciative of. Think about the things that you'd want to change and that you want to see progress and that you feel like you need to grow in. And then list and maybe think back to time, moments in your life where you felt inspired or you've gotten a sense of inspiration. You know, what are some of those things? List them down and just kind of dig a little bit deeper. And uh, as well as one other thing I'll add to that is think about your life right now and what are some things that you're in, you're naturally interested in and mm-hmm. that you're passionate about. And really just, you know, I think that's a great place to start. And then our hope is obviously with with our podcast and all the different topics that we'll be discussing moving forward that uh, we'll be able to share with you some some other steps to take for, for all of us to continue to hopefully live an inspired life. Amen. Love it. So hopefully our listening audience has received some value from what we've shared. We, we wish that for you. We hope that for you that you can begin taking steps forward in living a more inspired life and to ultimately be both free and happy. And with that, we look forward to the next podcast. Some of the concepts and tools used in the process of helping you discover a more balanced and inspired life are provided by the Kinder Institute, Money Quotient, and The Strategic Coach. These may be referenced throughout different episodes of the podcast, and you can learn more about each of them in our show notes at hwph.org. You can also find more information about the work Mark and Aries do at sandiegowealth.com. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and available directly via email with feedback, questions, and more at us at hwph.org. Thank you all for listening.